Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are y'all doing? Did the hour of daylight savings time catch up to you like it did to me? Holy crap. And you lose hours over the day, but not like that, apparently. It's, uh, it is what it is. Here we are. We are getting ready for the uh, season wrap-up, honestly. If we are, if we're being fully honest, we'll talk about the Black Bears' latest series. We'll talk about Team Maryland's playoff run. We'll talk about Navy at the Nationals, the men's squad, the women's squad. Start up today, this morning. It's on Hockey TV. Go catch that if you would. State title things happen. We'll talk about that a little much, a little bit because uh, I have been uh, uh, very lax on uh, getting the high school updates, and that's on me. That is definitely on me. We've already had an hour show with things, so uh, things get cut, and that's my fault. So we'll wrap up the MSHL season, the MIAA season, um, and yeah. From that, we'll start with the Maryland Black Bears, who are in the thick of it. They are in it as uh, we get closer and closer to the end of the season. The playoffs um, slowly, creepily approaching. Five weeks, uh, including this week coming up, um, and Maryland is by no means safe. By no means are they safe, as only. Uh, only four points separate fifth from second. And the Black Bears have not been on the greatest of skids right now. Um, so, as we sit here, uh, every point is optimum. Every point is crucial. And every series this point on is crucial. So, um, yeah. And it doesn't get any easier this weekend. But before we get to that, before we uh, get to where we're going, we got to know where we've been. And uh, we'll start with the Jamestown Rebels coming to town this past weekend. Friday, Saturday sets. And uh, the first period of Friday's game, a very big feeling out period. There was um, a neutral zone battle by and large, but each side started to get their shots in. Luca DePasco looks sharp. Uh, a big post-to-post save later on in the first period. Nolan Suggs at the other end for the Rebels, kind of getting in the heads of Maryland a little bit. Uh, and that will progress on as something about those Jamestown goaltenders. And I mentioned that on uh, Twitter that uh, Noah West a few years back and, uh, you know, Nolan Suggs for the most part has played well against Maryland. So it's an uh, interesting dichotomy they have there in Jamestown with their goaltending and, and the way it affects the Maryland Black Bears offense. And the offense in and of itself, uh, you know, not not the time to go dry in this climate. So... We will have to see how that picks up this weekend. But anyway, after the first period, 0-0. Second period, fairly quick start for Maryland there. Uh, the uh, Tyler Young tapped it a nice little rebound. Connor Bennett with a wraparound attempt, and Tyler Young taps it in to get uh, his name uh, almost to the leaderboard of the Hank Parker uh, first fish award for the first goal on home ice. So uh, a big goal for Tyler Young. And the uh, Black Bears up one to nothing. Uh, Jamestown then started to tilt the ice the other way. Uh, Maryland's defense, for their credit, keeping shots, uh, high quality shots to the outside. Luca DePasco getting his having his job a little bit easier because of that, making some solid saves, able to see the puck. But then penalties reared its ugly head for Maryland. That's something that has been an issue um, by and large for the entire season. Uh, Connor Bennett gets a double minor for high sticking. 
And while the penalty kill did their job right off the faceoff towards the end of the uh, double minor, uh, Luke DeVries, just like his father on the point, just ripping one home, off the draw, goes through a crowd of people, and uh, next thing you know, we got ourselves a tie hockey game. Uh, Jacob Brockman tried to get one back, uh, tried to get him the lead back with a nice little backhand, but Suggs stopped him late in the frame, and we go off to intermission tied up at one. Black Bears just couldn't get many big threats onto Suggs in this situation, especially to start the third period. Uh, then puck position, puck possession was very solid for Maryland, but one rush the other way is uh, all it takes as uh, Lucas Clem, he gets a drop pass from Ryan Waltman, wires it home at 619, and uh, that uh, puts the Rebels up in this one. Maryland had huge chances in late. A couple looks down low from Dimitri Kibru. Uh, some looks late on their power play that they had in the period, which was the only power play. That was late in the game as well. But even with the goalie pool, could not get the equalizer. Jamestown gets a 2-1 to one victory. So Maryland looking fired up for uh, Saturday night's battle. You know, you got you to gotta get these uh, games in when you can. We are getting to the nitty-gritty for Music City. But... First period, kind of the same way in this one. Another kind of back and forth. Uh, Rebels kind of taking the offensive chances in this one. Kind of taking that from Maryland's plate on Friday. Mug Morelli looked stellar in net. He gets the call this time. Holds him scoreless. Maryland had chances every now and again, but not as many as Friday night. Nolan Suggs uh, able to hold that clean sheet for the first. Penalty troubles again rear their ugly head at the end of the first period, though. As uh, with a minute remaining, a too many men on the ice call from Maryland uh, gets them a little bit trouble. And then literally one second left on the power play in the second period. Ethan Janda rips one home and he gets his seventh of the year on a lovely tic-tac-toe play. I uh, can't, can't deny that, but Maryland down. Offensive chances started to, ca- started to come Maryland's way. They started to carry the pace offensively a little bit. Couldn't find the back of the net until 4:31. Vlad Polagashko picks up a uh, rebound that bounced off, uh, you know, someone in front. It was off a of Jesse Horacek shot. Uh, Polagashko finds it, puts home his sixth of the year uh, with uh, under five remaining. We go into intermission tied third period, just back and forth. Maryland trying to build off the momentum. Uh, Rebels trying to counterattack that. They were getting into lanes like they were selling out uh, for the sake of selling out. And they were able to stymie any kind of chance Maryland had. A couple of turnovers from Maryland. Uh, Jamestown went the other way. But Michael Morelli uh, was big in a couple big saves in this one as he uh, comes back from his fight looking large and in charge, uh, keeping it at a one-to-one game. Uh, abbreviated power play for Maryland. Again, they got a penalty. Jesse Horacek got a hooking. Luckily, uh, 36 sec- or 33 seconds later, James Miller got one for the uh, Rebels. So on a very abbreviated power play, who else but Aiden McDowell pounding one home from the point. It's his first of the season. A great setup by Laker Aldrich and a very unassuming play by uh, Sean Kilcullen. But the, to to shift himself from the, uh, the half wall uh, down to the corner and allowing Laker Aldridge to move up to that half wall and set up McDowell was a, a, a sneaky good play in that one. One seventeen to play. It looks as if the Black Bears are going to get their uh, get get a win, come out with a split, and just the near impossible happens. Uh, Alex Gitano was was talking about Aiden McDowell's goal being the game winner. 
Call in the end. 0.5 seconds left. The puck, who was pinned in the corner. Pinned in the corner, great by the Maryland defense, but I guess not so uh, not not uh, water sealed tight. Somehow makes its way out. Ryan Waltman puts it to Owen West, who is alone in the slot. Pops it home with .5 seconds remaining. And just heartache. Heartache. Thy name is .5 seconds. We are tied up. Maryland does get a point. Very crucial. But still, going from a shift of two points to nothing, now to each team getting a point. And then overtime, didn't solve anything. Each team just got one shot. And then we go to a skills competition. And Jack Varwerk, who I believe was the one who got the game winner for John, uh, Jamestown the last time they were in town in the shootout, does it again. The only goal scorer in the three rounds, and that does it. Maryland drops this one 3-2 to two in a shootout. Just you, you feel... You feel the pit in the pit of your stomach. Just that, just ugh, gross. Just how gross it is overall. And here we are as a people. Maryland uh, still in second place. J- uh, Johnstown was idle this weekend, but that means Johnstown now has one game in hand of Maryland. They are one point back. Um, Maryland three six zero oh, and one in their last ten. Three game losing skid. And uh, since they scored that first, uh, that four-goal first period last Friday, over the course of the other period, we'll count full periods in this one. So uh, eleven periods, only four goals. So not a uh, not not something you want your offense to do. An offense who was very potent at the beginning of the season, but now it's kind of uh, almost lost its way a little bit. And uh, like I said, doesn't get any easier. They take on the New Jersey Titans this weekend in New Jersey. So the Black Bears, who are uh, currently 11 points behind New Jersey, are going to have to find a way to figure out the offense. Uh, the defense looked good. I mean, the defense, all all things considered, was solid. You know, happenstance being what it is on that, that last second goal, whatever. I mean, the defense looked pretty sured up otherwise. Um, but... Offense needs to find something kicking. Um, so we will have to see what, what transpires here. Got to figure they're going to be fired up. We are down to the last five weekends. Um, so the, something's going to have to give as uh, we uh, look look ahead to see where this playoff push is going to put us. Like I said, Black Bears 61 points in second. John, uh, Johnstown 60 points. Northeast sneaking up 59 points right now in fourth. And Jamestown 57 points. Uh, in fifth spot. So by no means are the Black Bears safe. They need to string together uh, some wins here. That would be crucial. And to get it against the Titans, that would be nice too. So we will see what transpires this weekend. We'll come back next week and figure out what happened and how we can look ahead and move forward from there. It's playoff time. It's playoff time. Get on up. It's playoff time. Team Maryland. Getting in the playoffs, they took on the Philadelphia Little Flyers. Best of three series started Thursday at Piney as uh, it goes one and two. One for the visiting team, the lower-ranked team, and then the home team gets two games at home if necessary in that. Uh, the first game, whew, um, an interesting one. <clears throat> a, a solid game for 40 minutes, and then just things happened in that in the first 314 of the third. 
And we'll get to that here in a bit. Uh, but Team Maryland getting things started early. Uh, well, not so early, midway through the period. The little Flyers, I mean, for their, for their to their credit, offensive d- dynamos over there. I mean, they, they peppered a lot of uh, shots in game one on Jackson Bernard. Uh, but Maryland gets on the board first. Patrick Doyle with a nice little tip in front off a Luke Richards shot from the uh, half wall. Tips it in. Uh, that makes it one to nothing. Uh, Nick Graziano getting an assist on that one as well. End of the first period. Maryland up one to nothing. Philadelphia, again, relentless offensively. Uh, they were just putting pucks on. They were putting the pressure on Team Maryland. And they finally get a goal just past the halfway point of the second period. Uh, Sava Smirnoff gets a goal, tying it up one to one for Philadelphia. And then towards the end of the frame, that's when it got really, really hectic. With 44 seconds to go, Tony Andrews finds a puck uh, and just rips it home, two to one on that one. You think that the, the little Flyers are going to go up one into the third period, but no, no, no. A three on one break going the other way, and Patrick Doyle finishes it off for his second of the game. Uh, off a nice little pass from Nick Graziano. Same, same scoreline, it looks like. Graziano and Richards on the assist, tying 2-2 two to two with two seconds left, and they go into the break that way. And then the third period happened. The first goal was a minute 39 in. And by looking at the replay, at least from what we can see from the field of vision we had with the camera, um, the puck there was a puck coming down the ice. The, the little flyers cleared it from beyond red. And it was coming down on Jackson Bernard. And Bernard comes out to play it. He touches it. And then I see a linesman wash out. So either there was an icing call or there was a high stick that was being called that was being washed out. To my eyes, I think it almost seems like it was an icing call that Bernard touched it because there was a race, a foot race on between the team Maryland player and a Philadelphia Little Flyers player. But it looked like the icing was washed out. So play on. Seconds later, turnover behind the net. Kobe Howitt makes it three to two little flyers. Okay. That, you know, what can you do? Such 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 is life. Two twelve. So we're talking about fifty-three seconds later. Tony Andrews just on a odd man rush just rips one home four to two. Okay. All right, try to stop the bleeding somehow. No. A minute two later, on a delayed call, Connor McDonald just finds the puck in front through a mass of bodies. He just pinballed all the way through. He takes it from the slot, puts it home five to two. Things, uh, things, business picked up a little bit uh, quick on that one. And then Maryland trying to fight back. They were stymied by the Little Flyers defense. The Little Flyers just... Swarmed them, holding them to 16 shots in the last 40 minutes of gameplay. And Adam Bouvard, uh, shorthanded goal, empty netter, 6-2 to two the final in this one. Jackson Bernard, 44 saves in the defeat uh, on that one. So a tough one, but a short memory because got to go up 95, take that uh, second exit into Pennsylvania, go past Newman College, get to the uh, Aston Iceworks in uh, Aston, Pennsylvania. And the Little Flyers looking to close this one out, and look what they did. They they started early, literally 125. T.J. Alvalino, a, a very bouncing puck, just bounces off there, lays in the crease, and Alvarino pots it home for a one nothing start. 
Things uh, not so great. 310 into the frame. Tony Andrew picks up a rebound. That's just sitting in the crease again. Uh, two to nothing. Quick for the little Flyers. They want to end this one in a big way. And they were pushing. They like I was like watching the replay of this. Team Maryland did not get much out of the neutral zone. They were pinned in their own zone. The fly the Flyers were just pinning them in. They were just trapping it up, getting a lot of shots on. Uh, withholding Team Maryland on this one. Maryland would break through, though. Nick Graziano rips one from the circle on the power play. A nice little uh, shot in front through some traffic. Alex Newton, Patrick Doyle on the assist. It is to 2-1. And then in another interesting situation that's come out of this series, and this one I'm not too sure about. Uh, Jordan Camilla is uh, gets a puck. He, he's kind of free. He's even with the defenseman. He gets hauled down just past the center red. And they call a penalty shot. He wasn't even in the offensive zone. And he gets called for a penalty shot. I am I, I it's interesting to see or, or just to even think about what the or, or I don't even know the new ruling. I'll I'll be honest. I don't know how the ruling works in terms of breakaways. But it seemed like that was way far away from a scoring opportunity. You can just call that like a holding or a tripping and go from there. Either way, Camilla gets a uh gets a penalty shot. Goes a little uh, backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand, tuck. And we got ourselves a 3-1 game going into the break. Team Maryland's offense kind of uh, took that as a court. Oh, damn, we're down two and our playoff lives are on the line. So they picked up the pace a lot. They were taking, they were being the aggressive. They were forcing Philadelphia to ice the puck uh, several times in the, in the first part of the period. I mean, you, you just turn around, next thing you know, faceoff's coming uh, to the uh, in the Philadelphia or yeah in the Maryland offensive zone, but power play uh, was killer, and that's what happened for the Flyers. Is uh, Vincent Nicosia, he was able to pot one home just past the halfway point, and uh, Team Maryland down four to one in this instance. They get one back though. Three minutes and twenty seconds later, Tommy Tracy just finding the loose puck in front. He puts it home four to two. Jacob Kaczynski. On the assist on that, but Maryland going into the third period down by two, and try as they might again, trying to trying to do anything, trying to get any little bounce on net, nothing happening. And then ten twenty one into the third, Adam Bouva ends it again on the power play, coming streaking down from the side, pot and home uh, on a very tight angle shot, puts it home. It's five to two. That's how the game ended. In this one, Jackson Bernard, 41 saves in this one. And Team Maryland season is now concluded uh, in this. A tough go about it towards the end. Team got out to a really hot start. I mean, they were they were pretty much, you know, a big crew. I mean, they were a wrecking crew there for a bit. Um, they had a great win record. They were doing great in showcases. I mean, you don't want to say that, you know, one instance changed the entire thing, but you lose both your goaltenders um, who started off the season. John Werber goes off to college midway through the season, and, uh, you know, Gideon Sullivan gets uh, – I think he got hurt in this one because he didn't see any ice time past January. So it's rough when your goaltending changes that much and just the offense kind of isn't as – uh, aggressive, I would say, going forward. But you know that that's a learning experience. That's development. That's that's just the way it goes in the hockey world. But um, 
tough, tough for for Team Maryland to have this fate. And uh, you know, you move onward and upward from there. You you see what this team can do. Uh, you develop, and I mean, you shake it off. It was a tough end of the season, and you just move forward. And we will see how re- uh, Team Maryland reloads. Do a little review of them, kind of a review uh, podcast next week of not only Team Maryland but the other teams who have finished as well um, next week. All is not lost for Team Maryland, though. Some uh, end-of-the-season awards as uh, we got ourselves a uh, uh, first-team sighting. South first-team J.J. Creighton defensively gets on that. He had a heck of a second half of the season, uh, so well-deserved on that. On the second team, Nick Graziano. He gets in that forward slot. Had a great start to the season. Ran into a little injury trouble there late. Um, so, But second team honors very well. And Alex Newton, who, again, very unsung hero on that Maryland defense, that team Maryland defense, and he gets third team honors. So congratulations to all three of them uh, for uh, getting those awards. It's a, it's a hell of an achievement, uh, all things considered, when you look, uh, look back, even though the season as a whole may not have ended how you, how you liked it. The United States Naval Academy took on Nationals this week, and uh, they were, uh, despite despite winning the ECHA both in the regular season and the postseason, were number 20 in the ACHA polling, which, you know, I guess, you know, whatever. Tis what it is. They took on the Pitt Panthers. Again, we've harped on it before. The uh, Pitt Panthers did defeat Navy uh, early into this one. But uh, or earlier in the season, but here we are as we go forward, as onward and upward for this. Some back and forth play to get things going in this one. Navy uh, out shooting pits uh, at one point. I think it was six to four. They were buzzing a lot, but then you know getting a crossbar here, a little bit of energy there. Uh, Chaz Doherty was playing solid in net when he was uh, tested, and he was tested a fair amount this one, but. Uh, Man, it was a uh, a tough one. It was a tough one to get in this one as Pitt scores with one second left on the penalty. That must have been a theme for Maryland teams as Navy just, for some, just they were trying to get it out. It was a rush going the other way. One of the defensemen loses their stick on a poke check, goes in two on one, uh, and the next thing you know, Austin Martz with the goal, uh, 13-21 in. Later on in the frame, uh, with only a minute and 44 remaining. Ulrich Verag, who sounds like a villain name, but God bless his heart. Uh, he pops one over the shoulder of Doherty, just walks on in, and uh, it clears day. There it is, his first of the playoff. Two to nothing Pitt as they go into the intermission. Pitt out shooting Navy 14-6 in the first frame. Pitt, again, getting things started early. As just a fracas in front, as Alex Criley pots home the goal, 157 into the frame, and uh, we got ourselves a three-nothing hockey game. Uh, Naval Academy does get one back, a lovely, lovely two-on-one. Uh, first started by Matthew Cho, he throws it up uh, to Nathan Hyde, and Nathan Hyde, a nice cross uh, ice pass to Michael Rakovich, and those two kind of got things going. A little bit earlier, but it rang off. Uh, it got deflected in the stands. This one does not. Potts at home. That is a 3-1 to one game. Navy starting to push a little more offensively. Just couldn't find the back of the net for the rest of the frame, unfortunately. But Chad Doherty was playing well at the other end 
facing uh, another 14 shots in the frame as uh, they go into the second intermission, 3-1 to one down. And again, pushing hard, pushing fast, pushing quick, but just could not get that equal, uh, get, uh, get the, uh, <laughs> trying to get the equalizer. Uh, late in the second. Hell, Hayden had a glorious chance in the second rolled off a stick. Um, but then empty netters happen in the third period. Navy was pushing hard, trying to get the, uh, trying to get another goal, trying to get close. And then uh, Verag gets his second into the empty net. And then another empty net goal from Ben Leslie with uh, 11 seconds left. Put it all home. And Navy, unfortunately, drops this one 5-1. to one. Uh, Doherty with 32 saves, a stellar effort by him. I mean, he almost had that first goal by Mertz uh, just out of his reach of the glove. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. This is a team that was hot going into the Nationals. 12 straight wins. They had a great second half. Once they got everybody back healthy, it was it was almost it was over for the ECHA. It was over for the people in the crab pot. Navy had a hell of a season. Getting to nationals is quite the honor, and uh, they should they should hold their heads up high on that one. So, while it wasn't the result, it wasn't the desired result. At the same time, they didn't they they didn't do didn't disappoint anybody. They did everybody proud, uh, onward and upward. So, that is uh, something to you know really take to heart, and I th- I hope that they all know that. And uh, you know. This is it's it's a good step in the right direction for future generations of Navy hockey. So we will have to keep an eye on how this team reloads, how they come back, what kind of chip on the shoulder they might have going into the 22-23 season. It is state champ or was state championships last weekend for uh, the Maryland Scholastic or Maryland Student Hockey League rather. And uh, it's one of those deals where, I, I, like I said, I'll come clean. I did not follow high school hockey as much as I should or could have, and that's on me. So I apologize for that, but uh, we do have some stuff here for y'all uh, as, we, uh, as we get to the end of the season. First off, awards coach of the year for the MSHL, Jamie Blackwood, for the, Western, uh, the Washington County North Stars. As Washington County had a perfect season in the regular season, um, they just dominated teams. It was quite it was quite amazing <laughs> when you look at it. So obviously undefeated season very well for Coach of the Year, and then they drop uh, the uh, semifinal game to Oakdale four to nothing at the end. But a heck of a season. So accolades there for Coach Blackwood uh, on the. Other flip side of things, uh, Sportsmanship Award goes to the Athelton Howard High School uh, for the entire season. The academic JV champions are Richard Montgomery High School, while the academic varsity champions are the River Hill Icehawks, uh, taking home the academics award, which is always solid. On the girls' side of things, uh, the northeastern side, they beat Howard in a thriller. Uh, three to two, 21 seconds into the second overtime. As they get their second MSHL girls title uh, over Howard, the uh, the last two tit- the title games have been won in the extra session for Northeastern. Last year they won with uh, 28 seconds at overtime. They like these thrilling games. Howard started off the goal, uh, the scoring early. Tony Smith pots one home, uh, 3:31 into the second, and Howard was actually out shooting Northeastern 27-17 after two. Uh, the final stanza, however. 
We uh we had ourselves quite the uh quite the things here. Victoria Hayes pots the first of the game 416 into the third period. Uh, found the top corner and then Isabella Donovan and then Howard regains the lead moments later. Laura McMenamin uh, tucks home a loose puck and uh, there you go. It's uh it's a two to one game, but then 215 later. Guinevere Donovan for Northeastern picks up a loose puck and puts home a backhand, ties the game up at two. First 10 minutes overtime did not solve anything, but uh, the second one, Hayes Potts Homer, second of the game, the, the title win in this one. And uh, there we go. We got ourselves a celebration. Three to two, the final, they take home the hardware. So shout out to all those girls for uh, for a hell of a game. Second longest game uh, to that point in MSHL history across both uh, both levels. The Matha and St. Joe at the time, 15 minutes of OT in 2001. I was at that game because I had played a game before. Um, and that was decided in a shootout, which is a hell of a way to go. And I think uh, I think the, the Matha won that one, unfortunately. So... Uh, Northeastern taking on the trophy there. Uh, the first team, uh, or the all MSJ, all MSHL girls teams, uh, were announced. Uh, Tony Smith from Howard, Victoria Hayes of Northeastern, and Luz Jones of Eastern all got the uh, forward awards. Camille Camp of the Montessi Valley Region, Katie Melvin of Eastern uh, Region, and uh, Alexandra Erdman of the Northeastern side take home uh that's defense and goaltending respectively second team danny burr of montgomery guinevere donovan of the northeastern elizabeth stoner of Montessi valley ariana erdman of northeastern sophia pinard of montgomery and libby contrell uh, of howard honorable mentions going to laura McMenny of uh, howard carolyn dubzik of howard uh charlotte labray of uh the northeastern side Dee tinnell of eastern nora johansson of eastern gabby klein of Montgomery defensively honorable mentions to Laura Janowski, uh, Sophia Ditch, Fletcher Littleton uh, of Montessi Valley, Ditch of Howard, and so is Janowski of Howard, uh, Michelle Reynoso of Northeastern, and Josie Billet of Eastern and goaltenders, Becca Freda of the Eastern side, and Lily Bendavid, uh, Bendavid of uh, Montgomery. So congratulations to them. On the boys' side, another thriller in this. My goodness, just thrills aplenty in the MSHL. Don't say Maryland doesn't have thrilling hockey. As Churchill took on Oakdale in this one, and boy, boy, do we have ourselves a uh, we have ourselves a good one. My goodness gracious! As nothing happened in the first period, just a, a feeling out period, seven to five the shots. But Winston Churchill really went on the offensive. In the second period, out shooting Oakdale 15 to seven, but it was Oakdale who scored two goals within almost two minutes of each other. First off, uh, AJ Uhas pots one home, even strength, making it one nothing. And then uh, minutes later, Cameron Horan pots one home from AJ Uhas, two to nothing, going into the break. Winston Churchill trying to get their tenth state title uh, in the uh, in their history. Obviously, of this year, that'd be silly. In any case, uh, they get on the board 4-11 into the third. Jack Pogorelk with the uh, assi- uh, with the goal on there. Brandon Shen on the assist, two to one, and then just a smart, smart play as just a lot of you know movement around prior to the faceoff, kind of getting things a little bit, trying to get the Oakdale 
defense a little bit unorganized, and that's exactly what happened off the draw. Sam Strand pots one home, 13.1 seconds left in regulation, and uh, with the assist to Josh uh, Potenti, and that's how we go into the first overtime, and that solved nothing. And then the second overtime, just a wonderful work of the ice by Churchill. And then next thing you know, Nagari Marina with the rip from the slot, putting it home. Churchill goes crazy. They win the national or they win the MSHL title for the tenth straight time, and uh, a thriller in this. So a big win for Churchill as uh, they go on to win the MSHL title. Some uh, varsity team, all MSHL. First team, Jack Ronan of Huntington, Jackson Choi of Marriott's Ridge, and A.J. Juhas of Oakdale on the forward side. Casey Jones of Marriott Ridge and Lucas Carlson of Washington County on defense. Jacob Baxter of Anne Arundel, Queens Anne's gets there, the uh, the goaltending nod here. Second team, Trace Weems of Easton, Josh Weitzman of Quinn Orchard, Sammy Caesar of Washington County, Jacob Sioba of Severna Park, Brandon Chen of Winston Churchill, and Antonio Vaccaro of Charles County. Honorable mentions on the forward side, David Van Ersting of Bethesda Chevy Chase, William Palmer of Central Maryland, Kai Kelly of Easton, Tyler Bates of Leonardtown, Blake Rosenthal of Marriott's Ridge, Mike Humphreys of Blair, uh, Ian Snotty of River Hill, Joshua Tenserman of Severna Park, Clayton Barr of Washington County. Defensively, Bren Kane of La Plata, Ian Colaja of Northern, Jack Menenlo of Quinn Orchard, Tony Smith of River Hill, Liam McElhenney of South River, and Drew Glines of Washington County. Goaltenders, Brent Moyer of Frederick County, uh, Blake Hunter of Glenelg, and Joseph Lawrence of Walter Johnson. So that is uh, that is that for all MSHL. You gotta love it. It's a uh, the MSHL a big thing. The uh, the the Gardens Ice House putting on another good show. Always a good place to see it. That Patrick Ring always is booming for the uh, the championship games in that. So congratulations to Winston Churchill, also to Oakdale and all the people in this one. But there is one more in the MAPHL. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, that's where we go here. The Prep Hockey League, the uh, the uh, private schools, let's be honest here. A rematch of the 2020 championship between St. John's and Landon. Uh, the uh, the cadets come out to win 4-2. to two. It's the school's first double-A MAPHL title in front of a big crowd again at Laurel. Uh, you know, Laurel always brings the heat in this one. Andrew uh, Kurowski. Gets the first goal on a defensive miscue. Six minutes into the game, takes a pass, beats uh, Landon's goalkeeper one nothing. Andre Sarah increased the lead to two nothing three minutes later on the power play, but Landon gets on the board with another power or the power play strike of their own. Kevin Foe uh, just about midway through the second period. Uh, then 29 seconds later, St. John's gets a two goal lead from Connor Hall, putting it home as they go to a two goal lead, holding up in the third. A penalty shot for Landon with 20 seconds remaining in the game because of a scramble in front. Glove on the puck in the crease. Can't do that. Owen Calderon with the uh, the big goal there, making it 3-2, to two, but could not get the tie. Kurowski gets the empty netter with 13 seconds remaining. St. John's beats Landon 
and that's the way it is there. So congratulations to St. John's in this one. A uh, very big, uh, big double-A win for them, their first. And the A division, they get uh, another thriller, an overtime winner as uh, Gonzaga wins it 3-2 uh, to two over Spalding, the number one seed Spalding, against the number one two, Gonzaga 2. And uh, Gonzaga just takes them out 3-2 to two in OT. No game review on this one. That's kind of a... Uh, Kind of bizarre. How bizarre? Do do do. In any case, Gonzaga takes the A title in the MAPHL uh, over uh, Spalding. So there you go. The M. Uh, the the high school wrap. Not a great one, I will say. But I think it's uh, important to get these uh, players' names and uh, and faces and all that stuff out there. So maybe you know next year if we have a better structure and I have more time in my life, um, I can make it happen. But, uh, yeah, so I apologize for not following it all year. But we got the state championship, so huzzah for that, I suppose. Let's get to some players. The uh, Sam Anna show continues. Had another big week for himself uh, Monday night, getting an assist over the Laval Rocket in a victory. And then, uh, though he shut out on Friday night, Saturday night, a goal and an assist and an OT win over the Charlotte Checkers. That puts him at uh, 15 goals and 46 points in 54 games this season. Uh, continues having a very solid second half of the season. Mike Chen doing some things, getting back into the lineup after a month off. Uh, he was able to uh, pop home a goal in a shootout loss last Thursday against the Adirondack Thunder. That's his uh, first goal of the year. He's only got three points in 23 games. Uh, this season for the Reading Royals, but good to see him back into uh, into the goals the goal column uh, for the season. Patrick Giles' season is now complete as the uh, Boston College Golden Eagles drop in the Hockey East Hockey East playoffs, and uh, their pairwise is not good enough to get a bid into the tournament, so they are done. He has uh, 15 goals, 7 assists for 22 points in 37 games this season for Boston College. And uh, technically, he's a senior. So uh, we will see if he uses his COVID year or if he decides to try his hand at going pro. Uh, if he does, 108 games in the NCAA, 22 goals, 23 assists for 45 points, 60 penalty minutes at a plus 15 over that time. We will see if he does come back for a fifth year or what happens there. So we'll keep a close eye on that. Stephen Holiday, another uh, solid week for him. Goal and assist on Saturday against the Cedar Rapid Rough Riders uh, in a win 3-2. to two. That puts his point total up to 72, 28 goals in 49 games. Uh, very good output from him. Will Margell and the uh, University of New Hampshire Wildcats, their season is over as well. Margell drew, drew in for 18 games last year with a goal and three assists in his first season in uh, in in the Hockey East. So not too bad, but, you know, a learning experience for him as a lot of first-year uh, guys do have to go through all that junk to get some playing time over the, uh, the upperclassmen and such. Uh, Jarrett Rossberg got an assist on Thursday in a win over the Charlotte Checkers. That puts him up to nine on the season, 12 points in 51 games for the big defenseman back there on the blue line for the Texas Stars. 
Aaron Randazzo had a bit of an up-and-down weekend. Played two of the three games against Youngstown. Uh, dropped the one on Saturday, giving up three goals and 22 shots as uh, he uh, gets the loss in that one, but comes back with a big win and a shootout win against Youngstown for Green Bay. 29 stops in that one, and uh, they get the victory. He goes to 12-16-2 with a 350 goals against 893 save percentage. And Andrew Tack has had a wild week for him. Drew into the Saturday game and uh, made uh, five saves and uh, five saves and then got pulled after that. He only faced 10 shots halfway through the game, gave up five and was pulled. And then next thing you know, New Jersey comes back with a upset victory in this one. So, you know, not the best week for Takis, but didn't get the loss, didn't get the win. Still stays at 26-5-2 with a 2.46 goals against at a 9.18 save percentage. Um, we will see how much we see of him this weekend because he has been seemingly splitting games with Ben Charette, uh in net. That's that. We've done it. Um, you guys enjoy your week. We will come back next week. Like I said, we'll talk about the Black Bears. We'll talk about the uh, Navy women who will be, I believe, done the national championships by then. We'll talk about that, and we'll because they have round robin games starting on Tuesday, and then I think the championship game may be on the twentieth on that Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So we will have something to report on that. In any case, um, we will also do a review of the year, and uh, yeah, all the fun stuff. So you guys be good. Uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. All the socials: Chesapeake HW Pod. Brand it throughout Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can go check out the uh, Face Off Hockey Show uh, Facebook page, FOHS Radio. All the pictures from Black Bears games that Johnny P's attends, he's there. It's great. It's wonderful. So you guys play, uh, you know, play nice. Be well. Be safe. Uh, don't do anything stupid. Play that clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.